Mulligans and Hackers Golf, uh, Season 2, Episode Number 3 of our special guest podcast. I'm Chris. And I'm Alvin. Yeah, and uh, in this episode, we sat down with uh, Matt and Jake. Um, and uh, unfortunately, Bray, uh, Brandon couldn't join us um, from Superfan Sprint. And uh, we kind of got together, or I got to know the boys and kind of little had a little chit chat and uh about what they're all about and uh to see what their plans are heading into the 2024 pga season they have a fantastic idea and i can't wait to see how it plays out yeah they they're dreaming pretty big and it's going to be awesome you guys are going to want to follow along at their instagram uh super fan sprint and uh check them out uh, these guys are uh, super cool guys they've got an idea that's never been done before and one that I think all of us who are golf fans would absolutely love to take part in if it, if we were able to. That's so, awesome. I enjoy the podcast, guys, because it was a lot of fun. Yeah. So without further ado, uh, here's our podcast uh, with the boys from Superfan Sprint. Enjoy. All right, gentlemen. So we're here with uh, Matt and Jake from Superfan Sprint. How are you guys doing? Thanks for joining us tonight. Good, good. Thank you for having us. Yeah, doing well. Thanks for having us. Hey, we really appreciate you coming on. Your time is valuable, and we're really happy we got you. So, looks like yeah, you're prepared over there. Yeah, I got. Yeah, just finished work, so I had to get something to drink. Oh yeah. Yeah. So, fellas. Superfan Sprint, just give us and introduce yourselves and just give us kind of the insight into what um, Superfan Sprint is and what you guys do. Yeah, sure. I can I can do this. So uh, my name is Matt and, and Jake is also on the pod tonight. And then uh, we have a third guy, Braden, who uh, couldn't make it for the pod tonight. Uh, but there's three of us in the group and our idea is called Superfan Sprint. And essentially what we, <clears throat> excuse me, what we're planning to do is... Uh, buy and renovate an old mini school bus and live out of it for a year and attend every PGA Tour event in the 2024 season. So uh, basically what we will do is hopefully next summer we will buy and renovate this bus and then uh, the first tournament of the 2024 season is in January. So we'll drive the bus to the first event, go to the event, and then uh, after the event's over, we get we get in the bus and we go on to the next spot. So we're going to basically drive around the whole continental U.S. and Canada just following the PGA Tour for a year. Um, and the idea kind of started from uh, uh, Jake and I. We were at the the Waste Management Phoenix Open in, in February of this past year. And we were talking about how it just attracts a whole different type of golf fan and a uh, younger group of people that are into it and how watching golf can actually be really fun. And so we thought, um, you know, what, what, what if there was something we could do to try and attract more people to the sport? And then we were headed to California actually right after the tournament for the Super Bowl. Uh, cause Jake is living in LA right now. Um, and we didn't go to the game. I wish we went, but uh, it's pricey. So anyway, we were going to, back to LA for the Super Bowl just to like experience the city and see what it'd be like to be there during a, an event like that. And we noticed that the next event after the waste management was the Genesis, which is in LA. And we were joking around about how we could have gone to that tournament too. And we looked up the 
the tournament before the waste management was at Pebble Beach and how that's within driving distance. And so it turned it it sort of spiraled into uh, you know, maybe we should take a month off from work, like everyone use all your vacation at once and we'll go and like rent one of these, like an RV or rent one of these uh vans or something. You see them all over Southern California. And uh we'll just rip to like four or five tournaments in a row because they're all within driving distance on the West Coast there. And then we looked at the whole schedule. And we realized that it's actually possible to drive between almost every single event. And so uh, obviously had a few more beers and it just sort of spiraled into uh, <laughs> into the idea now, which is to basically quit our jobs for a year and leave our, our lives behind and just follow the tour because we love golf. And um, we just want to create a cool storyline and, and show people that uh, basically inspire people to, to just take a risk and say, fuck it and do something. Uh, that matters to them. So that was the original idea. And, and since then we've kind of spiraled it into how we can use the trip to, to help people. Um, so our hope is that while we're on the road, we'll be able to raise money to help with things like, um, educating that, educating people that golf is really good for their mental health. So we, we, we know that it's scientifically proven that golf can be really beneficial for your mental health. And so we want to be able to raise money and work with organizations to get, try and get rid of some of the financial barriers to entering the sport so that more people can access the sport and more people can uh, benefit from the, from having an improved mental health through playing the sport. And then we also want to try and promote diversity, attract a younger group, different, different demographics of people into the sport. So um, that's sort of the, the grand scheme of things, but overall, the main idea is just get in a bus for a year, live out of it, and go to every tournament in a season. You say that, and it sounds kind of unreal and crazy, but yet when you think about it, because I think the PGA Tour starts on the West Coast, and as the yeah. season progresses, it kind of goes, yeah. it goes east, right? Correct. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The one problem we have right now too is that we actually originally planned to start in September of twenty three, but the tour just moved to do a calendar year, so that's why we won't start until January of twenty twenty four. So yeah, they they used to have like the wraparound season, so it'd start in September and finish yeah. at the end of August, yeah. and uh, they they announced for twenty twenty four that they're going to move back to a calendar year. So uh, we it moved our plans back about four months. Give you a little bit more time to get prepared, right? Yeah, yeah. There's yeah. a lot that goes into into this, obviously, right? Yeah, I could, yeah, I could only As you imagine. Can imagine. Yeah, yeah, I can only imagine getting again, even just setting up. Again, it's very ambitious quitting your jobs for a year just to go and do this. Yeah, but yeah, I, yeah. but I this think life, a, yeah. it's yeah. a life experience. It's something that you know you'll never forget. I, I guess, right? I mean, how many uh, PGA events have you actually gone to other than the waste management? I've been to two. I went to uh, Torrey Pines a few years ago um, for the farmer's insurance and I actually saw Tiger play. So that was pretty cool. And then, uh, yeah, we did waste management also. Yeah. And then, and then Braden and I live up in Canada. So we've been to the Canadian Open a bunch of times. Um, but yeah, hoping to spread our wings and go see some other ones. Yeah, that's insane. I can't. And, and again, this is going to be great content for, for what you guys do down the road. I mean, yeah. yeah. So you guys yeah. going to do a lot of vlogging, video logging and stuff yeah. like that? Vlogging, podcasts, social media. We've already partnered with a lot of brands to to be like brand ambassadors while we're at these events. Nice. So we're trying to make money on the road too. And and like Matt's saying, like there are a lot to go into this and we're hoping to get more of our financial 
uh, personal situation set up before we go so we can use our time to really help with charities like mental health, like Matt, Matt was saying. So uh, like our big goal right now is to, is to raise money for the bus, acquire tickets uh, and do those things beforehand. So it's nice we got more time to plan ahead just so that we can focus on the initiatives that we really want to do while we're out there. I can't even imagine going through the logistics of getting something like this. Just yeah. and again, because you, you can't wait until the, the the weekends. You have to be ready to go, 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 right? Yeah, yeah I think I actually that. the the planning and sort of the background stuff is going to be harder than the execution of it itself, right? Like at the end of the day, when when the when the sprint starts, it's going to be we're going to be in one location for a week for the for the tournament, and then the tournament ends on Sunday afternoon, Sunday evening. And then there will be another tournament starting on Thursday of the following week. So that gives us about three days of buffer time to get to the next event. So during the California swing, you know, we can get from one spot to another in, in a day. Uh, but even less, yeah. Even less, yeah, a few hours, right? Yeah. Um, but then there's other there's other parts where, or there's other weeks where we'll be going from, uh, like they're, in the current schedule, uh, they they go from California to Florida. So we'd have three days to essentially drive all the way across the, the country um, and be there on Thursday in Florida. So it's pretty, pretty exciting thing to, uh, to look forward to, but yeah, certainly a lot of work on the back end to make it happen. It's unbelievable. That's, uh, <laughs> it's crazy. It's, you guys are talking about um, something that uh, it takes a lot of courage to do, right? Like a lot of people don't like the fact of, or, uncertainty or change and you guys are talking about basically you know throwing it all up, throwing it all up in the wind and just kind of taking a chance to to uh, pursue something that you guys enjoy and, and also while you're doing it um look after some things that you guys are passionate about and and that takes real courage these days to do which is awesome um and and super exciting so what, who you guys talked you guys had some brand brands you guys have been talking about being like brand ambassadors and stuff um, and yeah. that's kind of obviously to help you guys out on your trip, I would assume. Right. And, and be able to focus on some of that other stuff. You want to elaborate maybe a bit on that? Yeah. So we've partnered with a couple brands here. We just actually partnered. We got our new golf ball with Odin golf. Nice. Uh, so, so you can, we'll send you guys the link if you want to see what's up and, and you can buy a dozen. We make some money off that too. So that's another way we can fundraise for this event. Um, we also have some sponsors through our podcast, like uh, Can I Wellness, which are these like oral sprays, basically. And they help with like anxiety, uh, sleep, um, boost, which is like a, like a little bit of a coffee thing. So we're partnering with that. Um, and we're talking to a lot of other brands like merchandise and stuff like that, too, so that we can we'll wear their stuff at the events. And, and another thing, too, like um, we really want to help these like up and coming brands and these startups. Yeah. Because like that's part of the whole thing too, right? It's like a grind and we really want to help these brands be better. And a lot of them are a lot cheaper and they're, the quality is a lot like almost just as good, if not better than these Titleists and these Nikes and all that. Right. So yeah. that's another thing we're really looking forward to doing. And I know Matt would agree. Yeah. Yeah. Another thing we noticed is like, so when we started the idea, um, we were like, okay, you know, what, how do we build, how do we grow this? Right. Like, how do we start to, you know, get some followers, tell people about what we want to do. And, and we were, we kind of went after the big companies right away. 
you know, the big golf companies that everybody's heard of, the big apparel companies that everyone's heard of. And obviously we didn't get any responses. And, and so then we, we, Jake actually thought of the idea and it was pretty genius was like, why don't we reach out and start like working with, or, or seeing if people are interested in helping smaller brands. So people that are also looking for a bigger following people that are also looking for more of an outreach and sort of making it like a spider web. Right. So like we're here and we know these people and we're going to try and connect with this small brand who is into making polos and they have a bunch of connections that they're trying to use to start their business. And so how can we use our connections to help sell their product and how can they use their connections to help show people what we want to do. And essentially we just tried to repeat that with various different smaller brands. So our hope is that, you know, when the trip is actually happening, we have all these like start basically startup brands and people that were in the same position as us at one point where they had not very many followers. They were just looking for anybody that would give them the time of day. And hopefully our plan is that if we can get some kind of platform to to advertise these these brands and give these people some notoriety that would be really awesome as well yeah, yeah essentially like build like a community right and we have that on our website is we want to build like a sense of community around our our brand which also includes helping these brands too so that's a big goal of ours and it's it's gone pretty well from what i've seen that's good that's good to hear and we we've started as well and again to just for us it's more it's it's organic so uh, 36 a day golf co out of Ontario. Uh, we've partnered with them for our, for our golf tours that we do in the summer. So, uh, we're working with him now to get, and he's going to help, he's going to work with us and we're going to work with him on again, same thing, exposure and, you know, pushing the brand and, and he's going to help us out with obviously hats and, uh, he's going to do a special hat for us for our tour championship that we have at the end of the year and we're we're looking at other brands as well smaller brands well i mean to, even in our golf bag right like i mean we got some of the smaller golf golf uh brands in the bag uh i, yeah. I got haywood wedges this year into my bag i don't know if you guys are familiar with haywood they're starting to kind of be up and coming they're uh they're not uh canada canadian brand i think they're out of bc right on out of, B, out of bc yep. yeah yeah so i, I got nice. and really really good quality stuff um and at a really nice price point. So like, we're all about trying to jump on and help those guys that are trying to make waves and, and do uh, into the golf industry. So fellas, I just, you're, you're into this the super fan sprint, you're doing the bus trip and, and but do you play golf? Are you golfers? Yeah. Yeah, yeah Matt was actually just down here and we played a few rounds yeah. in California, yeah. Oh, yeah, I would say uh, Braden and I probably play uh anywhere from like 50 to 60 rounds a year and we try and get out maybe 10 to 15 times together in the summertime uh we definitely play more if if the weather allowed it but canada doesn't as you guys know doesn't really have uh well that's that's kind of why we do the the guest the guest podcasts in the winter to get us through the winter so yeah that's that's why like last season i don't think we did too many podcasts in the summer for like talking about our tour and stuff because we play golf and we play yeah. a lot of golf. Like we're getting, you know, five six rounds in a week, right? Like we play oh, a lot of golf. So there's, so there's there's not a lot of time. Not that there's not a lot of time to do podcasts, but we we I'd rather be playing around at golf than doing this type of stuff. But right, yeah. In the winter, when now we're shut down and it's just pretty much simulators, and I'm not a huge fan of simulators. Yeah, I'm not a simulator yeah. guy either. 
I don't mind them, but they tend to be really expensive and you only get like an hour, right? It's like 60 bucks an hour and it's kind of like, oh, okay. Yeah, we yeah. And our, our home course, it's it's 40 bucks an hour. So when me and Chris go down, we go down for a couple hours, it's 40 bucks. But I find that like, for, for me especially, <laughs> simulators do not translate to what I know I play on the golf course. Yeah, totally. Totally uh, agree. We were we've we've hit the simulator a couple times now, and I can't get more than two twenty out of a driver. And it doesn't matter what driver it is; doesn't matter what bag I pull yeah. it out of. I can't get more than two twenty out of a driver. Now you're just getting old. Ah, shut. <laughs> and it, we played her. We went and did the uh, Georgia golf course. You know they can't call it Augusta. Yeah. But we did the, yeah. And there was one driver. Chris was three oh three, three oh six. Yeah, it was a little downhill. It got a nice. And I think, and I and I think I'm I'm like. Um, you know, 190 yards off the tee box with the driver. So, all right. Yeah, the putting is also weird and not very reliable. So, usually yeah. I just do like two putts max, right? Well, so we, get, we do the, the six foot, six foot gimme ring. So, yeah. you get it inside six foot, you get it. Yeah, my, my local simulator, you there's like a setting that you can put where it's like two putts max. Or I guess like the way that it works, right, is you take your one putt to try and get it in. And if you miss, then it takes the the distance that you are away for your next putt and it assigns like a score based on the distance so if you were you know four feet let's say you get one stroke if you were six feet they'd add like 1.2 strokes so at the end of your round you don't actually have like an even numbered score oh i get it yeah yeah but like it still allows you to like i guess compete with other people who instead of just having a two putt maximum and they're 50 feet from the hole there's still like a reward for being closer so it's actually like not a bad system I'd yeah, say. yeah, yeah, yeah. I see that, but I think I'd rather just have the the gimme oh, right because totally. I I can miss those six footers for sure. So <laughs> I'll take those gimmies all day long. You can miss those on a normal course. So. Yeah, well, I do. That's why yeah. I'm called. That's why I'm called dead putt. I'm not called dead putt for no reason. It's true. No, it's uh, yeah. It's we got snow on the ground here, and it was like minus thirty yesterday. So that's that's all. Oh, we, you know, that's yeah. all we get for golf right now. <laughs> Disgusting. Oh, it was it was twenty two yeah. today here. Uh, not gonna <laughs> oh. not gonna brag. Yeah, I might play on Friday. We'll tra- we'll trade you. Yeah, I think we're done here. <laughs> no thanks. Yeah, no thanks. I think we're done here. I don't want to do any of this anymore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was pretty nice. I was in Southern California and like mid-october and it was like christ this is amazing and i hurt my ankle over the summer too so i missed like all of august i feel so you so i tore my achilles in may oh wow oh, did you play it all the summer yeah i was out for five weeks in a cast and and i was one week into uh one week into a walking boot and then i started playing because it was my left ankle and my front foot so i think um, i think we have some there, there's do we have some bit. posts some video with you on the driving range in the boot yeah, I think the first day back, you took a video and kind of put it up there. But so I, I tore my Achilles uh, just harmlessly, like I because I coach I coach club volleyball because I played volleyball in college. Kind of that's my other love. Um, so I coach club volleyball, and I happened to be in Calgary coaching my club girls at provincials. I was talking to a coach, and the ball got loose, and I literally took just a, a short left step and pop, and it, like I heard heard it pop, felt it pop. A parent heard it pop like thirty feet away, and I was like, "What is that?" And then, you know, I went and sat down or hobbled over to a chair. And um, one of the girls on my team, her dad was a paramedic. He happened to be there and he comes over and after I was out of shock and he feels both my ankles. He's like, yeah, so uh, you don't have an Achilles on your left ankle anymore. I'm like, oh, that's that's wonderful news. 
So then oh, I, I went and got casted and uh, was in that for a month. And then they took the cast off and then uh, put me into a walking boot uh, with a bunch of wedges. Um, so I spent a week in the walking boot uh, with the wedges. And I was kind of like, you know, getting around. I was playing a lot of disc golf on my knee scooter, just just trying to stay active, doing, doing something. And then I was kind of wandering around, walking around in my walking boot. I'm like, there's no reason I can't play golf. It's my front foot. Uh, so I told Alvin, I'm like, I'm going down to the range on Friday to, to uh, hit some balls. I was like, and I'm playing in the event on Saturday. And he's just like, okay. So I went down yep. to hit balls and I'm like, it wasn't pretty. It wasn't, it wasn't great. Uh, well, your swing is not pretty anyway. Well, it's so. true. It's true. But I mean, it wasn't, it wasn't great golf, but I was like, you know what? I need to be on the course working on my game and it, it's driving me nuts to stay at home. So last year I got in like a hundred and I think 125 rounds. And like this year, this year I got close to a hundred in, and it was, uh, but I, I was playing like, as soon as my boot came off, I was playing 36 almost every day. Yeah. That's amazing. It Mine was, was my back foot. So I couldn't really rotate it. Yeah. That would make a big difference. At least yeah. with the front foot, I yeah. could just, I could just pivot on my heel. Right. And then just open yeah. it when I swung. Yeah. Yeah. That kind of, that kind of cost Chris off. the, uh, the chase for the cup though is he missed five weeks so it put him down in the in the point standing so the worst part I, was i, I was, was happy with that i went to a simulator the night before it happened and i had my get because my my brother lives in calgary and we usually go to the simulator as we're, as the season's coming up in the spring and i had my game basically dialed in my driver was not was flying pretty straight and long and i was feeling good about my game and then the next day i do that and i'm like there goes all that work <laughs> yeah damn that's frustrating yeah that's yeah. I, I was happy with it. I was okay. I was... <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, what do you what do you got or uh, what do you guys do in your uh, like for work wise that you guys are able to step away for a year? Yeah. So, uh, Jens, the guy that isn't on tonight, he works uh, for like a telecom company. Oh, nice. Like similar, similar. Uh, he works for Telus. You guys are. They don't Telus. Oh yeah. 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 Um, so yeah, Jens works for TELUS and then he also, uh, he's been doing some work with, with golf Canada as well, like in their handicap department. Um, so that's what he does. And then, uh, Jake works for a sports team down in California, uh, doing events and marketing. And then I work in the mining industry. Um, that's about as, (laughs) as exciting as it gets. Yeah. Um, and so I think like, you know, overall, we're just, it's not really like a job specific thing that allows us to step away. It's just like, if we can make this work, we're going to, we're going to step away for a year and do the trip. And yeah, I guess when we finish that. off, we'll just see what happens. And I don't know, get a plus, start applying for new jobs or whatever, right? See what happens after the yeah. year goes by and see. Who knows, maybe you won't need a new job after that, right? Maybe the yeah, job's like, well that's and... the goal. Yeah. But we'll see. Yeah. Yeah, so we'll we'll see what happens, but the the plan is just you know step away and and a year is such a long time. So many when you think about like where you were last year, how many things change, and where you're where you're at in life and stuff is totally different. So uh, we're just gonna kind of reevaluate when we get home after the trip's over. That's awesome. So you yeah. guys, uh, we're we're talking about you guys playing a bunch of golf. So are you guys pretty good golfers? Kind of mid handicappers. I'm shit. <laughs> uh, yeah, Jake. Jake. Jake struggles. I play the least. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I I think a good round for me is if I can break ninety. Um, 
Um, and then Jens is probably I'm a little bit better than Jens. He's Jens in the middle. Like, yeah. Yeah, maybe like a mid nineties. Um, Jens is very, very like like he can shoot an 85 and he can shoot 105 in two days in a row, right? He's very he's very all over the place. Inconsistent, yeah. Sounds yeah. like Alvin. Yeah. <laughs> um, hey, so they're all Mulligans and Hackers Tour certified. 100%, 100%. As long as they're not single-digit handicaps, yeah. you guys can play. <laughs> yeah. No, we just go out and have fun. And, um, you know, I think, like, uh, a lot, like, Jens and I, like, well, we could we could work hard and get better, but, like, like most people, I'm a horrible putter. And so I don't, you know, I don't really have the patience to sit on, sit on a putting green for two hours and just like work on my stroke or whatever. Right. And so I three putt a lot and take it on the chin and move on. Ah, it's it's about having fun anyways. That's yeah. Fun. Yeah, of course. And that's what we do. We, we have fun and that's why we started the, the tour that we have uh, for, me, Chris, a couple, you know, a few more of our friends. It's a day out golfing with the guys. And then, yeah, we're competitive. I like to beat Chris, you know, and I like to beat the other guys. You play oh, yeah. golf, you play golf, to, you play golf to win. Right? Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. We're competitive for sure. And we're just not very good. And then, and then over <laughs> and a period of a moment summer, where you really need to execute, like we're not good enough to actually do that. Well, so, we had a couple of playoff holes this year in our, in our whole tour thing. And then, man, that, that gets, just a little willy for, for us crappy golfers going out and playing one hole for the win, right? Yeah, yeah. All it takes is one shank into the trees or something. And you're well, it's, a, it's a different kind of pressure, man. It's like when I came back, like I'm probably – I'm a, usually a fairly good putter. So when I came back and I was struggling with my putting coming back, the first, first tournament I had uh, where I was into a playoff with Alvin, I ended up, I had a short putt for par after a terrible approach shot or a short putt for bogey after a terrible approach shot. And I should have drained it. And I just kind of limped it a little bit and missed. And I was like, oh, well, that sucks. And the pressure <laughs> just kind of gets to you sometimes in those moments. Yeah. We actually, uh, I, I do, my brother and I run this like tournament. We just run a tournament every year. It's just like a weekend golf tournament. Um and this was in 2021 we actually had two guys that had kind of pulled away from the from the pack and we were it, we played two rounds it was the second round maybe i'm like 16 it was pretty evident one of these two guys is gonna win and they were actually sharing a cart and a, my brother was in their group and apparently they were just like dead silent not saying anything to each other they were sharing a card and they just weren't saying anything to each other. It was like dead silent apparently. And they were coming down the stretch and apparently they were both just playing really, really well. And so my brother was saying he was waiting for like one guy to screw up and they were just like both, both making birdies, both making cars, like clutch putts. One guy hit a shot out of the trees through like two little trees that got onto the green and made a putt for par. Like apparently it was just unreal. And these two guys were just not saying a word to each other the entire time. So when we play in our in our season, we're like we'll go we'll play after work and we'll there'll be four of us and and we'll go get our what we call practice rounds in and we'll play like but on event days when we have our like tour dates, we go out it, it is the same thing. Like there's not a lot of chat, there's not a lot of pumping each other up and none of that stuff. It's like, you know what, it's go time. And for us, 18 handicappers, you know, I think we're between 14 and 18 handicapped guys. We're, all. We're, some, down, we're down now around 15, you and I. So, so, some of the, some of the guys are still up in the 20 handicaps and they still, it, it's like, it's 
stone face, game face on, it's time to fucking win golf, right? And yeah. that, that's a big part of the fun for us too. Like we have our buddies. Our, we go out and play golf with our buddies and we compete against our buddies for, for you know, made up trophies and made up jackets. And it, it takes the whole summer to get through it. And I can't even believe we've got two seasons in and we've got another season coming up. And the guys are all excited. Like, geez, can't wait to get out there and play golf again and do this shit, right? That sounds unreal. So, that sounds really cool. And and that's wow. part of building it up too. And, and it all started from, you know, I was in a through COVID when we played a few rounds and I've told this story a couple of times, but you know, depression was a big part of getting this started. So for sure. Um, um, I wasn't in, not that I wasn't in a good space mentally, but you know, there, it's where you are in your life, you know, uh, you know, I have a family, but you know, my kids are almost all out of the house. Now they have their own thing going and me and my wife, we have a good relationship. And, and so, you know, you're stuck at home. There's nothing to do with during COVID. And you know, what are you looking forward to? So yeah, that's when yeah. I approached Chris with the idea of, hey, you know, we should do a golf tour when we get back out because golf will start up. And and we approached another friend about the social media side of it, but he's no longer with us as a group. Um, and then we approached some other friends, hey guys, you know, you want to get into golf? You want to get into golf? And it was it was. The last two years playing golf in the summer, like the first season, we were getting our feet wet, right? It's like, you know, some things didn't work out, some things did. And last year was, I would say, for the tour-wise, it was a better year for the tour. Um, but, you know, Chris missing the first five weeks was because Chris is Chris and Clark now, who Clark came from out of nowhere. He never won an event last year, like in the first year. I think he had a he had a tie for first, and we didn't we didn't give victories, or we didn't have playoffs in the first, so he didn't really get a victory. And last year, the guy won the whole thing. We talk about putting in the work. He spent like last year. I put a ton of work in on 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 the uh, driving range and the green. I'm the exact opposite of you guys. I'll spend hours, hours and hours. Like I I've got a I've got a family. My I got three daughters that are teenage girls that are would rather be doing whatever they're doing rather than being home. And my wife's just like, get out there and go do whatever in the, in the summertime. Right. So I basically come home and I'm like, I'm going to the golf course. Okay. I'll see you tonight. And I'll spend, I'll spend hours there just working on stuff. And I mean, in any sport or anything I do, I'm, I'm such, I try to be as good as I can be, but I understand that's, that's why golf's such a fun sport to play. Because, like you had said, one day you can go out there and shoot an 85, and the next day you go out there and you shoot 105, and you're like, what happened today from yesterday, right? And Yeah. yeah. And, I mean... It's I such an interesting sport. It, it, 100%. Sorry, I didn't... Oh, yeah, no worries. Um, and I think Clark seen that last year when I when I uh, went through and I swept all, you know, all the awards for our, our tour and putting in all the work. And then slowly but surely, he started spending more time on the range and putting in his work. Some of the other guys are doing the same. Alvin's off and on because he's old and he doesn't like the weather some days. But, uh, but I mean, going back to what Alvin said, when we started this, I mean, it, it, we were looking for something to, I mean, going through COVID and sitting at home is not really, it's not fun, right? Like you guys are talking about the mental health side of things. Like you have to have an outlet to enjoy yourself or, or or get away from the things that are bothering you and and you're right golf is an amazing uh 
outlet to be able to do that. Well, yeah. look, at, look at what we're doing right here. You know, like for me and Chris, my family, my friends say, Alvin, this is so outside of your comfort zone to do stuff like this because I'm kind of an introvert. And I'm like, well, I don't care anymore. Like my family is out in the world doing their thing and I need something that I can focus on that gets me excited to do things. And I played 103 rounds of golf this past summer. Um, that's tour dates just going around. We, we, me and Chris, we traveled to go to golf courses, um, you know, in the prairies, little different hidden gems that we find. And, you know, that, that gets you excited. Like, and yeah, it may not be the, you know, scratch golfers or anything, but we're working to play better. And, For sure. And, you know, and as a, as a guy my age, I'm closer to 50 than I am to 45. And, you know, I'm going to be doing this until I can't. So I think we're all the same. Yeah, so, definitely. You know, we were like, well, what, how do we, how do we, how do we keep going with this? And it's like, we've had, we've had some conversations with some pretty cool people already. I mean, we've made it, I personally have made a ton of friends in this whole, you know, golf social media thing. I talk to people every single day. Yeah. Yeah. Likewise. And, and it's interesting you guys talk about the pandemic because like it, it, it's really like a, a double-edged sword for us in terms of like, you know, one of the re the main reason why we decided to do this trip was because the pandemic kind of showed us like, you know, you never know you never know what's going to happen. So like, just take a risk and just go do it. So that's one part of it. And then the other part of it was like the three of us each used golf as a, as a, like to benefit our mental health coming out of the pandemic, because we were all at such low points during the pandemic. And so that's why we want to focus a lot of our time and our energy into promoting the mental health benefits of golf. Cause we literally use the sport to kind of get us back to where we were before the pandemic. So the pandemic is really the, like you know the the epicenter of of how this idea started and how we hope to try and improve people's lives through doing it yeah and like this is a perfect time to do it too just with the covid being over and it's more evident how good golf is really for your mental health so like this is the best time to do it i think the three of us all agreed we needed about a year to do to plan it all out so yeah it's it it's going to be awesome. We're, we're excited to watch you guys on Instagram, how it, how it unfolds. And, and uh, so I, I checked out your YouTube your channel today. So you're going to be putting a lot of stuff up on the YouTube channel as well, right? Yeah, we have a Kickstarter video that's done. It's we shot it this summer. We have a Kickstarter about to come out. We have to make some edits uh, just to fit their criteria. But that's basically like that our next video. That won't be a podcast will be our Kickstarter video. And then we're hoping to vlog as much as we can. We're not like, obviously, none of us have really done this before. Yeah, it's I don't all, know how to vlog. This yeah, is all Matt's news a, to us too. Matt's a, Matt's a minor, so like, <laughs> he, he doesn't know how to vlog. Gents, he works at Telus. Like, we don't, we're not experts here on vlogging, so we're hoping to like get everything in between, like the driving, uh, as much as we can at the event. You know, we'll be watching. We obviously can't film everything. Right. Yeah, um, we want we want to put some GoPros or something like inside the bus so we can have some, you know, we want the content to really be able to serve a bunch of different purposes, right? So people that are interested in actually seeing the golf or if people are want to see what our bus reno experience was like or just the life on the road type thing. Um, we think there could be some really great content just from the longer trips where we have a finite amount of time to drive a quite a quite a long distance. There could be some really fun stuff in that way so we we basically are just gonna hope to sort of film everything or as much as we can and put together some montages or or whatever right like that 
you can kind yeah. of go for it as much as you want, but at the end of the day, like the content or whatever you're going to provide and show people is going to be whatever it is. Right. So we'll learn organically in our first, first vlog or two is going to be bad. And then hope, you know, by the middle of the season, hopefully we're rolling and we have an idea of what we're doing and I want yeah. it will be better. I think one thing we want to do too is uh, we have talked to a lot of brands about this and a lot of them have connections at golf courses throughout the U S and we're hoping to like shoot some sort of video there too. Like maybe two of us play with two people who have had mental health problems and they're just getting into golf or like v veterans. We've talked to a lot of charities like that who have, um, they benefit from golf too. So we're hoping to do videos like that as well. That's awesome. All right. Yeah. That's, that stuff is, yeah, it hits home and, uh, I'm I'm really liking what I'm hearing, and I can't wait to see what you guys do. So, so did, did you guys start out? So, did you guys play golf before the pandemic, or was it really the pandemic and, and the mental health part that really pushed you guys to really take golf kind of to the next step for you guys? Yeah, we all played before COVID, but I think the whole mental health thing, and then like as Matt said before, being at the waste management and just seeing how fans have really come out for golf now after the pandemic. Like there's a whole new wave of younger fans too. Well, golf has grown so much since, yeah. since the pandemic, right? Like, yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. Even, even here, like when we, when we go around our little community here at golf courses, there's tons of people playing the sport now. Yeah. Good luck getting a tee time now. <laughs> it's it's tough. You're not, you're not kidding. Yeah. And we, yeah, we live in a small town with like, what do we got here? Five golf courses. Yeah. Well, uh, five or six golf courses and how many people? Like uh, sixty-two thousand in the yes. ad here, and, and they're and you're fighting, you're struggling for a tee time every weekend. It's hard to yeah. find one at well, all courses. It's crazy. We we don't struggle anymore. We're, uh, we're 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 social media guys now. We don't struggle too much for tee times. <laughs> well, we're we're lucky because we got it pretty good at our home course. But I mean, if you try to go anywhere else, it is like it can be tough if you're not on the ball. I mean, as as per capita for golfers, Medicine Hat's got to be up there as one of the like one of the cities that has more golfers or, or more golfers per golf course than a lot of the other uh, provinces and cities have. Cause it's crazy how many people golf here and how many good golfers. It's crazy. Yeah, yeah. Like, like we were sitting at, at the waste management on that, you know, the grandstands on 16. Yep. yep. And we, we just look around, like the three of us are just crushing beers. Uh, <laughs> then we look over, there's like old people just watching golf cause they love the game. There's like college kids there. There's like families. It's just like there's a whole range of golf fans now that have come out of the pandemic that we've really been excited for. And we're hoping to, you know, create a community around that and just build for something that we can benefit others. Was that the event where the beer cans were all tossed or whatever? Yeah. 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 yeah we were weren't there for there? that. No. Uh, we had, it's like we, we probably should have stayed that weekend because the Super Bowl in LA was kind of a dud, to be honest. Like no one really gave a shit, even though the Rams won. Yeah. So like we probably should have stayed that whole weekend, but we're gonna go back. So yeah, that was yeah. We were watching that on TV. Yeah, yeah, we were there for the Thursday round, and then we flew back. There was one ace on maybe Friday one morning. Friday, one Sunday. We flew back Friday afternoon, but we didn't go to the tournament. Um, it is it is what it is. Hopefully, there will be some aces. We plan to be there all four all four events next year, or yeah, next year. Well, twenty twenty four. So. <laughs> Yeah. You think you guys will get to visit some of the pro-ams they have on, like, Wednesdays and stuff? Yeah, we're going to play in them, too. Yeah. Are you? Nice. No, I don't, I don't know. Man. That's, that's, that's on our bucket list. We're open to get it. Yeah. yeah, we have, like, a trip bucket list, and one of them is to get invited to play in a pro-am. So we'll see. Yeah. Get your stuff but, out there so people see it, right? Yeah.
Yeah, it's it's kind of a hard thing that we, you know, this is what we're really struggling with now that we're, you know, we're we're getting we're getting to like nine months since we started this project. And like it's just a really hard thing to promote because like we don't actually have anything tangible to show anybody right now. Right. So we're trying to do our best right now and 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 do what we can. But at the end of the day, like we we basically just need to get started and just start going and then hopefully gain some traction. Well, I think you've you guys have been on like uh, safe power podcast were you guys yeah. on 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 the screws podcast as well yeah on yeah. the screws t and i we've been on t and i twice and then we have so, our own yeah and you guys got your own so again getting in that circle and and i mean you know mac from on the screws is he's been huge for us in supporting us and and you know giving us advice and uh yeah we haven't been on his podcast yet but he's been on ours twice i'm putting that out there mac <laughs> um but even that Getting that tangible, um, getting your faces out there and getting your voices out there and letting everybody know what's going on. When I think when when the the van hits the road, you're already going to have some 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 backup, some push already. Sure. I think right, I and, hope so, and yeah, and that I think that'll be huge too. And and I I hope and wish nothing but the best for you guys in this endeavor going forward because it sounds great and. You know, again, the mental health aspect of it is uh, something we can get behind, and uh, I really like. But I, I before before we go, um, what's in the bag, fellas? Because I, I love, I'm, I'm getting into the to the you know the, the gear geek side of golf. Um, what's your brands that you like to use? What's in the bag right now? And what what would you, if you had your ideal bag set up, what would it be? Yeah, so right now I'm swinging. Uh, I've had the same set for a few years. I I got a I I bought I actually got like fitted at TaylorMade for custom clubs. So I I use ex exclusively TaylorMade right now just because I went to like the I went to like a TaylorMade facility where they like fitted me for for custom clubs. So I have the I have the M1 irons, right. and then. Um, I use like I prefer a blade putter. I don't like the like I I looked at the spider, but I don't really like the the fatter the fatter putters. Um, so I use a TP Soto, um, and then and I have uh, two five I have two five ounce weights in it, and then I'm swinging M2 Woods and hybrid. So I go driver three wood uh, hybrid, and then I have a three hybrid, and then I go four to um, gap wedge four to A. And then just a, a 56 and a 60 degree wedge. Uh, also, All tour made. milled okay. grind. Yeah. 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 Nice. The milled grind wedges are the same ones that tour players use. Um, so I, I really like it. Shift staff or stiff shafts, dynamic gold. I use, uh, I actually have, I, I wish I had my clubs with me. I'd show you. I have, um, I have like colored grips. So I'm a big fan of Leeds United, it's a soccer team in, in England. And so my their colors are blue, white, and yellow. So I have blue and yellow grips that I use. Nice. Um, yeah. And I just use like tip uh, uh, golf pride MCCs. Nice. And Jens, Jens is like a big. Jens is all over the map in terms of what he has. Like yeah, big, so am I. Big Nike yeah. guy. I think he has Nike irons. Uh, I think he also has a tailor made driver. Um. And then Jake's also all over the map, but I'll let him say what he has. Yeah, yeah. Go I, ahead, seem to hit, I seem to hit title list the best. I'm all over the map too, but uh, I, I'm definitely due for some new clubs. Uh, it's just so fucking expensive, man. Especially being a lefty in the states, 
It's so hard to find. It's <laughs> yeah, so hard to find left three stuff of us down are lefties. Yeah, wow. are you all three of you? Oh, yeah, yeah, we all played hockey, so we're all lefties. <laughs> um, I think my ideal my ideal setup, to be honest, would be I really like my tailor made woods. I don't know if I would deviate from that. I would be pretty keen to try Mizuno irons. Um, I've heard they're pretty good. Um, and I would, I'm also, I'm also pretty keen to try PXG. I'm not sure if they're actually, if they're actually good, but I'd be interested in, in trying those out. And then for a putter, honestly, like I, I don't, I'm not a big like putter geek because I'm just so bad at it that it, like, it doesn't matter what I have. I'm just not, <laughs> I'm so bad at it. And I putter try everything is not going to improve my game. I try, I try them all because I'm so bad at putting like. Like it's, people rave about Scotties, and for me, it would just be like a, a waste. Like it's not going to help me. So, um, I've tried a yeah. Scotty. I like it. Do you? Yeah. Yeah. I think I think if I had to choose, my next set of irons would, or I would at least want to try Mizuno's. I've heard really good things. They're, it seems like kind of an underrated brand. Well, Chris so. is Chris's Chris's entire bag. He's been fitted for Mizuno from from driver all the way down to uh, approach wedge, and his bag is solid Mizuno. Yeah, I just, I uh, actually just a month or so ago, I I went and got my driver three wood, five wood, Mizuno fitted, and then uh, last year I got uh, the JPX nine twenty ones. Nice. Those those things are like butter, man. It took, yeah. it took me it took me about three months to kind of get the feel of them, and now I walk up there and I'm like, yeah, how far am I out? Okay, yeah, I know exactly what club I need to grab. He's definitely put it in all of our minds now that we all need to be fitted for bloody clubs, right? Yeah, because I think I think getting fitted for custom clubs is like such a difference maker. Like, well, I went from a just like a stock like sport check type set to custom tailor mades, and like my my average score, I, I wouldn't say handicap. I didn't have a handicap at that time, but my average score went down like good like five to ten strokes. And I went from, you know, hitting about a seven iron 150 to now a pitching wedge, which is like a total game changer, right? When you have wedges in your hand more often. So I feel like my distances are a lot more dialed. Um, yeah, I'm pulling out a four hybrid for 200 yards and Cass is pulling out a six iron. Yeah, and it makes yeah. such a difference, right? Like, if you can... Jake, Jake, I want to hear what you got in the bag, buddy. Yeah, sorry, Jake. I, I got a mix of everything. Like I said, a Titleist is my... I seem to hit that the best, but I do have some Nike in there as well. Yeah, what I got. I hit the driver. Titleist. I got yeah, I got Titleist. I like Taylor Made Woods, so I got a Taylor Made uh, Burner driver, and I got a Taylor Made R Nine driver. Uh, kind of switch back and forth. I got a Callaway Diablo in the bag right now, just to try out that a guy lent me. Um, but the Taylor Made R Nine Three Wood that I have in the bag will never ever come out of the bag. It is oh, the club. Yeah. It is the club I hit the straightest, and I could get two twenty out of it. And it is the most consistent club in the bag. So TaylorMade R nine three wood, medium flex shaft. Yeah, that's not going anywhere. Nice. Yeah, I love when you can find that one club. My brother. And, that. Yeah, that is that, and it's the one club in the bag. When I'm at that yardage, I'm like, yeah, it doesn't matter. I got this covered. Automatic. Yeah. I, I play uh, Wilson uh, D7 irons because Wilson is a name you brand you don't hear much anymore, eh? Well, again, yeah. When I, was, I didn't. I have play some. Ad I have some Adams golf stuff too. Do you remember those? Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I um, when I, I didn't play golf like that, again, right? 
played probably about you know, 50, 60 rounds in my entire life before, like three years ago. And I always wanted to play Wilson clubs. That was in my mind. If I was ever going to be a golfer, I wanted to play Wilson clubs because the Wilson name, that was, that was just yeah. it, I did, right? So when we got into this and I bought my first set of brand new irons, I was like, I'm going Wilson. And at the time it was Wilson D7. So I picked up a set of Wilson D7s, but I've used those for a couple of years now, but I think I'm, I need to move need on to from the, yeah, I need to graduate to the forge now instead of the, uh, you know, cavity back type, type iron. So there might be a change coming in the bag here. And I don't know if I'm going to go back to Wilson because there's so many other brands out there. That you, and again, I want to try them all, but damn, yeah. it's expensive, right? For sure. Yeah. I think I think if I was going to get a new set, I would try and find one of those places that has partnerships with lots of different brands. Like my mom just did it actually last year. So she has, you know, she's like a Callaway driver. I think she's got Mizuno irons, um, you know, tailor-made three wood. Like it's just whatever she was hitting well and they just fit her for whatever brand, right? Um but the fit, fittings are so it's a game changer. I'm convinced it's like, it's actually, it actually makes a tangible difference. Oh, well, I've seen it. I've seen it in Chris's game, you know, well, like, especially with the, the Haywood wedges that he picked up when it, when you come to that, you know, dialing in that, that short yardage with, yeah. with wedges, man, for Chris, it was a game changer towards the end of the year. I mean, we, we say lick it and stick it like, yeah, inside 100 yards, man. Like, if you can be dialed inside 100 yards, your handicap will just fly down. Well, yeah. and I'm a big guy with wedges, right? Like, I got – so I got uh, – I have my uh, gap wedge and or my pitching wedge and my gap wedge that are both uh, JPX 921s. And then I got uh, a 56 – or – sorry, 50 – It was a 50, 54. and a 58 custom Haywoods. And uh, and then I keep a, a sixty degree actually bomb tech uh, wedge in, in my bag just for using the junky sand traps. And yeah, we have five wedges. What's that? I have five. You got wedges, five. Yeah. Wow. So then you I got four. So I guess it's not that. I yeah, no, I, it, it's awesome though because for me, you know, if I'm inside of a hundred and a hundred and fifty yards, it's like which club do I want? Because I I got a good chance to just dial it right in, right? So. Yeah. With my Haywood wedges, um, my 54 was, you know, 100 to 110 yards. That's the club I'm swinging. You know, my my uh, my 58, you know, it's around that 75 to 90 yards. Yeah, that's the club I'm, I'm hitting. And as the season went along, I, I started to get the feel for them so that, you know, you know what a quarter swing feels like, you know, what yeah. a half swing feels like, you know, what a full swing feels like, and, and you know, and you know how, how far those go. So for me, I, like last season, before the season started, um, you know, cause I, I hit a big ball off the tee and, and then if I'm closer and, and my short game tends to be pretty decent, it's just, if I can keep it out of trouble, uh, is the, is yeah. my problem. Um, you know, that's where, that's why I figured, hey, I put another another couple wedges in my bag this year. Um, I don't need a lot on the top end. Uh, when I went and got fitted, I you know I usually carry a, a four and five hybrid, so I just kind of I took my four hybrid out and replaced it with a five wood. And then I mean I have the option to put the four hybrid back in depending on the course we're playing or or whatever not. But yeah, I I love having five wedges in the bag. It's just it, it's so nice to have so many options, especially when totally. you're around the green too. Totally. Totally. I back it. 
I wish I had like more clubs so I could interchange as needed. Yeah, I got clubs kind of coming out of the, my my wife's not really happy with the whole club collection <laughs> thing going on. So, but they're just all again. What, what's that? I said they're just all old, like you. They, they are all, all old. Yeah, the newest thing I got is what's in the Wilson staff bag there. But yeah, so I love it. it. It's uh, yeah. I mean, we're turning into big golf geeks now because we, I mean, spend lots of time and starting to. Uh, into the uh, the golf gear, um, it's becoming more of a thing with us, right? And you know, I went and got fitted because, like you, like you, Matt, I uh, I had a uh, basically a Canadian tire set that I'd had forever, and I'm like, yeah. well, I got to upgrade because this just isn't going to hack it. So then yeah. I'm like, okay, let's go get fitted. If I'm going to buy a set, I might as well. Um, we got a local fitter here, Bob Sailor, who does all the fittings, and I was able to get my my Mizuno's fitted for less than what I go buy them off the shelf at Golf Town. So I'm yeah, like, it's crazy. Okay, I was like, no, done deal. And uh, and it's nice because then you know you get your swing speed, you get your ball speed, you you know you get your proper shaft flex because yeah. all, all mine are six and a half um, Project X six and a half flex um, and uh, jet the jet black look, which is pretty slick, um, and it's just. You know, you kind of get those fun custom options like you're talking about having your your grips for your football team. Yeah, and, yeah. Uh, just little things to customize your bag, right? It opens up a whole new world. It can get expensive, but it opens up a whole new world. Yeah, and it's almost like a golf lesson in itself. Like, I remember just being blown away at uh, the guy just being like, I'm guessing you, you know, I'm guessing you miss here. And I'm guessing that this is a, a shop that you tend to hit. And and like he was picking apart like everything that I would do on, normally on a golf course and being like, okay, like you, you, you quite often miss left. And it's like, yeah, I do. And then he's like, okay, perfect. Like we're going to, we're going to set up this club so that your miss isn't going to be as dramatic. Yeah. And of course it just like makes all the difference. Right. And then you cut, and he was like telling me why I'm missing left and everything. So it was like a golf lesson and I'm getting fitted and, and I went straight through the manufacturer. So it was also cheaper than off the shelf at golf town. So pretty awesome. That's yeah. Great. That's probably going to be the next step for, for me as well as going to do something like that, but I'm not doing Mizuno cause he's doing Mizuno and I will not use anything that he's got in the bag. So. Yeah, because then you feel bad if he's still better than well, you. If, but, well, but, but that's so, and if I, and I'm in the boat where if I win, he's going to go, well, you just copied my bag, right? Like, yeah. the hell with that, man. I'm not, I'm not playing that game. Do you, do you get to play a lot of golf with uh, any sports guys the day that you work for a sports team, Jay? No, I haven't actually. That's, no. that's like, it's not, I'm not really that uh, high up to really have that, uh, that chance, but that'd be sick. There are some really cool ones around here, though, that, um, I got to drive quite a bit to get to the one that we played, Matt. Remember? Um, Oak Quarry. Yeah, Oak Quarry. That was pretty cool. Yeah, that but place was good. It was just kind of cloudy that day, but yeah, there are some cool ones out there. Awesome. Cool, fellas. Well, I really appreciate you coming and giving us the time to come on and chat with us. Um, I think I would really like to, as we get closer to your guys' launch, um, maybe do this again and get uh, get Jens on here as well. Totally. Um, you keep us going. Yeah, keep us in mind, and uh, yeah, you got two uh, friends here that uh, really, really are excited about what you're doing. So we'll be paying attention, and uh, you know, all the best to you. Yeah, thanks, fellas. Love it. Thanks, thanks for, the for having us. Thanks for having us. Yeah, yeah and, and you. again, you know, let's do this again. For, for sure, we will. All right, fellas, take care. Thank you. Easy. Later.